fresh off the Red Sox latest defeat, eight home runs, the most allowed at Fenway Park in the history of Fenway Park and the Red Sox. This is Win Pod Repeat, <laughs> where the Red Sox, uh, oh, they lost this week, but we're still going to pod and we're going to do it again anyway. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, unfortunate circumstances here as we record this just after the Red Sox uh, give up 20 hits and 18 runs to the Toronto Blue Jays. Sam Anthony here alongside me with Spencer Wellington as always. Um, and Spencer, I feel like I set the mood pretty appropriately coming in here. Yeah, I mean, that's that's about as downtrodden as you get, Sam. Um, and uh, very much warranted in this case. You know, me personally, I've had a great weekend, moved into a great apartment this weekend. Um, so I've been pretty much ignoring the Red Sox. I ignored them yesterday when they were bad. And I was like, well, you know, it's they won the first game, lost the second game. They'll, they'll bounce back tomorrow. Um, you know, no problem. And then I was also busy today and I just kept getting score updates. And it was when it got to like 10 to one, I was like, Jesus Christ, figure it out, Red Sox. Um, and yeah, dude, it's been, it's been rough. I mean, um, here's... I mean, my, my question is, are, are we even allowed to podcast? I know. Cause we are, we are wind pod repeat. Right. Exactly. Um, so so I, I feel like we're breaking the rules right now, but we I, can also make up the rules as we go. Exactly. So, I mean, I have nothing else to do. Um, and this is going to stop great. me from uh, drinking myself to cope. Um, so yeah, so we're here, we're going to do this. Um, and we're just going to have to live with, um, our decisions here. So, I mean, dude, the, the biggest thing that stuck out to me, I'm just going to come out and say it. I don't, I don't feel fucking confident about this rotation. They finally go play some real teams. You know, you're like, okay, we're playing Houston. We're playing Toronto, two really great offenses and we get fucking shelled. The only reason they won two games out of those three, two series was the fact that they had to have incredible comebacks and also, the just the Houston game where they won uh, the last game of that series was just I mean it was drunk it was literally drunk and broken and yeah, I don't know what happened bizarre. there um, I just yeah my favorite thing was the fact that uh, you were like I'm not watching this fucking horrible game and I was like you have to put it on it's literally insane well um, I mean the was, previous two games you know they got chilled by the Astros again just like they did you know in Houston and I was mm-hmm. like I'm I'm fucking tired of this Houston team I'm tired of the Red Sox getting shit on by, by Houston. So I'm going to do anything else um, other than watch that. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. You can uh, edit that out, but <laughs> um, yeah, no, then you were like, dude, you got to turn this game on. And so I did. And it was, you know, it was pretty entertaining once I turned it on. Um, it was like what, eight to eight at the time. And then incredible. Uh, incredible. Just as I turned it on was the bullshit play with the infield fly. And then uh, it, it went on from there so uh bobby d was was clutch and the dusty baker was pulling some fucking hijinks with the taking parades out, out of the game there was a streaker dude what what a game that yeah, was i know like, was that even the same week today is making me like forget what happened in the rest of the week but it was a wild so... week of red sox baseball yeah and you know it, it, i'll tell you that that 12-8 Houston Red Sox game was probably the most fun I've had watching a baseball game this year. Um, and there's been some good ones. I mean, that, that Sunday night baseball, Red Sox Yankees that you couldn't watch. Cause you know, uh, ESPN sucks and blackouts suck. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're past that. Moving on. We're past that. That was, that was a good Fun. one. Um, but 
here's the problem. The Red Sox have 23 comeback wins this year, most in the majors, which is awesome. Like, let's go. Basically, what that shows you is that they're never out. But what all, that also tells you is that they're down a lot of the fucking time. And that's because what we've seen this whole week. This whole week was basically just a buildup to the point that we knew we were going to reach eventually, which was that this rotation is, is serviceable, it's manageable, and you got to give a lot of credit to Alex Cora because he's done a great job basically working these pieces in. Um, but the problem is, is they've had more starters go at least six innings than any other uh, team in Major League Baseball. And so what happens is, is you have a decent bullpen that can get you there when you get to the seventh inning, but they don't have enough bodies when you don't. So what's happening is you're getting blown up and <laughs> Ryan Weber gets to come in and it just goes downhill from there. And that's going to be a problem for the Boston Red Sox if they cannot find the depth, if they can't get their starters to find some consistency. Um, and there's a lot of guys I worry about right now. Yeah, dude, there was a there was a tweet today that I retweeted from our account from uh, Chris Cotillo of the Mexican Times. Um, and <laughs> he, he was like, a special appearance today by the 2020 Boston Red Sox. And that is exactly what it felt like today yeah. is, you know, and what it's felt like for the past couple of games, almost this whole week, I would say. Um, where the starters just immediately are getting knocked around. And it's got to be demoralizing for the offense, for the rest of the team, when you're in, you know, like a five to one hole by the third inning every game. Um, you know, we've had so many comeback wins this year, which is which is great. And, and that's going to help you the whole season, having that ability to come back um, because our offense is really good. But it's got to be just like exhausting when, you know, it's the third game in a row when you're down five to one in the third inning. And it's like, Jesus, we got to do this again. We got to carry this team on our backs again after we just did it for the last three nights um, and for the first two months in this case. So it's um, we got to figure it out. Um, the, The starting rotation does. It was looking really good for a while there. But I think, like you said, we weren't facing the highest competition. We played, uh, like what, 10 games against the Orioles already. We were playing the yep. Twins and um, the Marlins and shit like that. So I was looking at our schedule coming up the other day, and it's it's a lot of good teams. We don't play Houston again, thank God, but it's a lot of Yankees. It's a lot of – I mean, they suck, but it's a lot of Blue Jays. It's a lot of Rays. It's a lot of, um, like, the A's and – um, the White Sox and, and shit like that. So it's it's not going to get easier as far as the no. schedule. So it's it's worrying, to say the least. Yeah, no. Going into – so leading into the All-Star break, um, well, coming up, there's a series against the Braves, which, again, I, I know the Braves' record isn't great, but they can bang. I mean, you got Ronald Acuna Jr., you got Freddie Freeman, you have Ozzie Albies. It's a great it's a great lineup. That's, that's not the problem with the Braves. The Braves' problem is also their pitching. Um, you have the Royals, who – if, if I had told you that the two best hitters on that team right now would be Andrew Benintendi and Salvador Perez, you probably would have told me that I'm fucking insane. But that's literally what's happening in that team right now. Another team that, again, can actually yeah. hit the ball Don't pretty well. Don't forget about your boy Carlos Santana either. Oh, no, he's not hitting. He's just walking. Come on, we know that. That's all he does. Yeah, right? he just hey, hey, gets him an OPS above 800, yeah. so can't complain. Any guy that watches uh, Moneyball really loves Carlos Santana. Exactly. You know? uh, but, yeah, and then they, then they play the Rays, which – it's the Rays. They're scary. Yankees, Royals, uh, two series against the Royals. Look at that. And then, like you said, going to, and then going into the All Star break, it's it's a West Coast trip. Yeah. Oakland Angels, Angels. You know, you're still not gonna have Trout, but you're gonna have Otani. Rendon's finally hitting. 
Um, yeah, and then I mean, you plus have, a West Coast trip is never good for an East brutal. Coast team anyway. So brutal. And so and like you that's come right out of it with the Blue Jays and the Yankees again. So yeah, yeah. That's where I'm at least thankful that there's the All Star break to break it up. And I know that's only a couple. Days, we only get but, three days this year. Yeah, I know. I don't know, I know if it's just us playing on Thursday, like just Red Sox Yankees. But what the fuck? That's bullshit. Only getting three yeah. days. Yeah. Hey, man. Mad, and then, but like, we're probably not going to get that many All Stars, so it's fine. Yeah, and then it's weird. So like, the draft takes place, you know, like technically during the All Star break this year, but it's it takes place on the eleventh. Oh, really? Yeah. So like, it's still like there's going to be all these games going on, and then like the draft. And, like, to me, it's, like, why wouldn't they have – and I guess, like, because it's only three days. But, like, again, why MLB, why aren't we just scheduling that extra day? Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I, I mean, I would – so, what is it, on the Wednesday after the All-Star break? It's – no, it's the uh, – it's Sunday. Sunday the 11th is when the draft is. So, before the All-Star break. Yeah. That's so dumb. That's confusing. The <laughs> MLB does not do a good job – with like, like nobody's gonna watch the draft people don't watch it anyway but like if you're telling me there's games going on like yeah no like i'm not gonna not watch the red sox game to see i well, mean like i mean that's how it's always been with the mlb draft because it's usually yeah. like june 4th or whatever and then like you're watching a baseball game and you got tweets coming in and like red sox drafted this play and you're like oh shit the draft is happening right i forgot about that yeah and that's how the mlb like, draft usually is but you think of the NFL and the NBA and how they space their events throughout the year so that they're yeah. you know, always top of mind for their yeah. fans, that there's always something to look forward to. Exactly. Um, and it'll be just like, nah, that's not for us. We don't like that model. Fuck that. And, yeah. And like, I, dude, I don't get that either because like how many of those guys, like no offense, how many of those guys are really um, like coming in right away and doing anything anyway like maybe every once in a while a, a guy comes through and then like what you stick him in the rookie leagues which to me is the same extent as like like right now like there are players with their college seasons over they're playing in a um there's the mlb draft league now which is a yeah. thing which is very interesting but like why wouldn't you just do something like that then and like almost have it be like build up you know like because that's the thing like with the nfl like as all this stuff's going on you have like conversations about you know who you're watching um and that's like, and what, that's what's cool. Like that's been the conversation. Like with the Red Sox, like obviously Jack Leiter's part of that conversation. So every time Jack Leiter does something or doesn't do something, or Kumar Offer does or doesn't do something, like you hear about it. And obviously, college baseball does not draw the attention that college football or college basketball does. But right. like that, you're right. Like that's part of baseball is that because like it's while other stuff's going on that you're not really paying attention to it. And then yeah, the draft just happens, and you're kind of like, ah, eh, all right, and maybe I'll see these guys in five years. But most of them also don't like pan out so it's just i don't know still yeah like they need to just pick I mean, a day when I nobody's think, there yeah i think with mlb it's it they do it because prospects don't pan out like they do in the nfl or the nba where they're playing day one um and just the rate of draftees even making the major leagues is so much lower than any other sport but in terms of first rounders um i feel like you know, each year the chances are, are going up that first yes. rounders are making the major leagues. I feel like teams are getting better and better at that. So, mm -hmm. you know, take the NFL draft strategy where you just do the first round on one night because those exactly. are going to be the, the players that fans can get a name and just kind of keep track of them over the course of their minor league career, get excited over those guys. Um, and then, you know, fuck it, put the rest of the draft on another day where there's you know, baseball games happening and nobody cares. But exactly. Um, just even that would be putting that MLB marketing up, you know, way better than it currently is. Yeah. 
No, I mean, like, it was always interesting to me. And, like, I always thought it was cool that they did it at the MLB Network Studios, but there weren't, there wasn't room to have fans come in. There really actually wasn't even enough room to have every single one of the guys that could get drafted in the first round go. You'd only have a handful of guys. Um, they've been lucky in years past that they've had Aaron Judge and Mike Trout as some of those guys. But there's also dudes that just, like, weren't there. And, like, why not make it a spectacle? You know, I want to see... And again, like that, just hyping these guys up, like you said, is going to give fans a reason to be invested in them. Like, I want to know their backstory. I want to know why I should care about these guys. Um, and then, you know, you, you're actually going to know who they are when you see them coming up. So it's not just this like, oh, because think about, I mean, you're right. Like, think about dudes now that you see coming through that are getting hype. Like, Wander Franco, man. Wander Franco's getting tons of hype. Adley Rushman's going to get a ton of hype when he comes through. Oh, yeah, All these time. top guys. Beca- and, and it's because we're finally, like, like you said, drafting better you know guys that are going in the top five are guys that you're actually like oh wow like they're legit top dudes um you know that's going to be the interesting thing this year is I, I i do i think i agree and you know there's the there's a combine this year which is also great like thank god like you can actually have a place where you can evaluate all these guys next to each other which the fact that they haven't done that what in the concept. history of the draft like it's just like you're like good god man you're just so behind I think, yeah. Sam, I think this is just showing that MLB just needs to put us in charge. Like, just dude. give us the keys. Give it to us. <laughs> that, that's it, dude. Like, seriously. Like, let's go. Let's make it happen. And we'll, then from there, we become co-GMs of a major league team. Like, that's, yeah, that's when, the path. When we're, done, when we're done fixing baseball, yeah. uh, the owners will reward us with our own team. Yeah, get exactly. They'll yeah. be like, holy <laughs> shit, these guys are fucking brilliant. Like, how, how have we not already given them jobs? Like, That's what I'm saying. We'll pay you all of the money to, to run our teams. Yeah, I mean, especially because, like, you know, you and me personally, we wouldn't, we wouldn't call up Ryan Weber, who, by the way, in case you were wondering... Uh, his ERA is now at 17.47 after giving up 11 earned runs today. Pretty good. Um, we just we, we just wouldn't do that. And uh, I want to use that point to tell, you know, I want you to let everyone know because you're, you're mad at Heim right now uh, because of the fact I'm, that Ryan Weber came up. I mean, I would say I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. But I, <laughs> but I am mad. Yeah. Like, Heim, what are we doing? I you know that I've been behind the in Heim we trust slogan ever since we hired him. I think he's a very smart guy and I think he knows what he's doing. I think he learned a lot of good things in Tampa Bay. And I like a lot of the moves he's made so far. And then today I dude, I didn't even know he was on the team. I didn't like see that transaction. Like I said, I've been a little bit busy this weekend. And so you said something about mentioning Ryan Weber on the podcast, like for planning it. And I was like, so I questioned your message. I was like, what do you, what about Ryan Weber? Like, are we, are There's we no making way. a reference to 2020 or something? Like, why are we talking about Ryan Weber? No. And then I looked on, I was scrolling Twitter after that. And I see um, Steve Peralt said something about Ryan Weber. And I was like, wait, no, is he, he's not. I opened MLB, the, the MLB at bad app. I was like, oh my god, he's on the fucking team he pitched today. Sam, can you shut your fucking phone up, Jesus Christ? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> keep going, keep anyway, going. Uh, yeah, so Ryan Weber pitched today, and he gave up, let's check, how many how many runs today? 11 runs. That's good, right? That's uh, It's it's like uh, the more runs you give up, the better you are, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I've personally decided that um, I am going to uh, try out for the Boston Red Sox pitching staff. Um, I think yeah. I can throw like a 55 mile an hour fastball. We'll just call it an Ethos. All right. Yeah, you, That's what it's going to do. You questioned me. You said, who else are we going to bring up? I said, put me in, coach. 
Yeah. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I could do better than Ryan Weber. I could throw some some knuckleball shit up there yeah. that that would not break, but they'd be I flummoxed. Mean, you want to know who did better than than Ryan Weber? Uh, Marwin Gonzalez. Gonzalez and Christian Arroyo. <laughs> yeah, because they gave up an earned run. That's yeah. No, that's <sighs> Ryan fucking Weber, man. And then I I blame Martin Perez too because yeah. Well, I mean, I guess. I don't know why he was pulled. I didn't watch the game, but he was pulled in the second inning after giving up five earned runs. And if your next best option is to put in Ryan Weber, then just keep Perez out there and make him wear it. And, and like, that's the thing is like, they, they really, you know, it, it might show you how much they actually value Ryan Weber because they literally were like, yeah, you're just going to wear it now. Like, yep. Well, this game's out of control now. Like Martin Perez only threw 38 pitches. Yeah. Just, what did you think you were gonna save the game by putting Ryan Weber in? Like yeah. now I'm mad at Alex Cora too. God damn it! By the way, um, average exit velocity on uh, balls in play by Martin Perez was 98.6 miles per hour. Pretty good. So that's uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Let's see Ryan Weber. Uh, well, first off, let's see. He had oh shit yeah not not good. I mean 94.7. So he wasn't averaging a hard hit ball directly um but yeah um geez. sam you want to know what's blowing my mind right now what i got the fangrass red sox page up pitching staff and everyone in the in the starting rotation except nick pavetta still has a fifth under four <laughs> i'm starting to doubt my stat <laughs> yeah i like garrett richards again like I, I, we were talking about this earlier and just the fact that again, he gets crushed. I mean, he just gets absolutely crushed, which again, against a lineup like Houston, against a lineup like Toronto with a lot of big power hitters, if you're already getting hard, hit hard, then the dudes like Vlad yeah, Guerrero are. Jr. are going to fuck. I hate you. I fucking hate you. <laughs> I don't, I'm, this is, you, you just ruined hard hit rate for me. You're like, yeah, man, he's getting, Boston's, he's really getting banged today by yeah, Boston. They're getting just, hard. Boston bangs, baby. Yep, getting hard. I, are you doing better about yourself? You yeah. fucking, you fucking child. I can't. That's me. You know, but you know who's, you know who else is a fucking child and should not even, you know, Garrett Richards. Fuck Garrett Richards. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I was really big on Garrett Richards. I thought it was a great signing. Um, but you know, when you're when you're getting banged like that, you just you can't <laughs> let the other team bang you like that, Spencer. I mean, they're just they're. You know, they're just taking him from behind. And just I'm glad you're him. leaning into it now, Sam. We're just, we're steering. I was a little offended at first, and then I decided that fucking I'm also seven years old. Skid. But <laughs> I'm thinking here, I'm thinking we got to trust XFIP more than regular FIP because, like, you got to do the eye test as well and the Jesus Christ test, like, when you're watching these, these uh, sports yes. come in on your phone. And yep. um, so everybody has a higher XFIP than FIP except for Erod. Um, which Who's the, probably, Jesus like the, Christ, Erod, like figure it out, dude. Uh, but see, I out of all the pitchers that are in this rotation, the only two that I really actually believe will like turn it around and, and be solid are Erod and Evaldi. Those are the only two. Evaldi hasn't really been bad still, though. No, like, no, his FIP like, is below three. It's a two yeah. six three. So that's and in terms of like guys dominant. getting blown up, like he's been blown up the least. Yeah, yeah, I would have to agree with that. So, um, so Sam, I guess that brings up we got to talk about the savior that's on his way. And and who is that? Christian Arroyo? No, uh, Chris no, that would be, oh that would be Christopher Allen Sale. 
Christopher, dude, I like I, every day I see him and like I love that the entire pitching staff was just watching him because literally like it is a show. And even though it was like when hurt, he was warming up in the World Series when everybody's yeah. in the bullpen clapping for him. Yeah, that's exact. Oh, dude, it's just like it's been. Think about it. It's been almost two years since we've seen Chris Sale pitch. It's been a really long time. I've it's missed him very much. <laughs> I just like that. So and. I don't know if there's anyone, and I know Tommy John. Obviously, there's so much up in the air. Look at a guy like Jameson Tyon. He really hasn't come back and been the same. But Tyon was never what Chris Sale was. Um, yeah, the Pirates won that trade. Fuck yep. the Yankees. Um, the Yankees, by the way, Brian Cashman, terrible offseason. Gave him away Whitlock, giving away Ottavino. How about the Daily Tyon. Today? Uh, let's see. Hold on, that might still be going on. As oh, we're seven nothing. Wow, they didn't even score a run. I mean, at least we scored four <laughs> runs. I mean, we might have given up eighteen, but we scored today. You know, and and even like you know, you're facing that Phillies bullpen. Like, what are we? What are we doing? Oof. You know, yikes. Yeah, that's hey, they're they're as bad as you know. I used to think Yankees fans were overreacting because they overreact about everything, um, but they suck. I mean, come on, you got so you bad. got Rubio Odor hitting one ninety eight, and he's your three hitter. Ooh. Oh no! Yeah, one of my uh, one of my buddies he like said something about how young Ronaldo Dor is like in our in our group chat, and I was like, "Are you talking about his age to distract from how bad he is?" Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> oh, dude. But you know, again, as much as I'd love to shit on the Yankees, more important, um, Chris Sale because um, well, first off, he's coming back, which is great. Um, second off, our rotation is not great right now i'd say we could um, use an ace anytime anytime now yeah it's like we still have to kind of keep ourselves like tempered here in our excitement because he's throwing which is great um you're gonna have to make it to at least the all-star break i would say probably what like august is when like the expectation could be realistic that he's gonna be back yeah i'd say at the end of july you could you could hope yeah. for that so um, that's but- the thing is like Dude. They just got to hang around, dog. They got to hang around, keep themselves relevant. And then if Chris Sale comes back in August and can will his will us into the postseason, that's it, man. But the thing, too, is, like, knowing what we know about guys that come back from Tommy John. Yeah. Like, it, it's, uh, it's exactly what Cora said in his press conference. He was like, we need to not get too excited about this. Um, but then he followed it up and he was like, but it was just that good. And it's good. Like Cora, how can we not get excited? If you talk about it like that, dude. Yeah. He's like, yo, it was um, sick. <laughs> you should have been there. And you're like, I wanted to, <laughs> they wouldn't let me in. I was yeah. outside. So, um, yeah. And then I was listening to a baseball tonight podcast today and, um, Buster only was listing like suitors for Max Scherzer and he listed the Red Sox third out of five teams. Um, I wouldn't be mad about adding Max Scherzer to this team. The thing I wonder about that is is going back over the luxury tax. Like, is Heim ready to do that? Yeah, that's um, the But thing. we got under it last year, so if you want to start going over again, you know, that's – this team – all right, Sam, I got a take, all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready for you. All right. This team, as, as we currently have it, as currently constructed, yes. has no shot at the division this year. No, no chance at winning the division. agree with you. Yes. Like the Blue Jays have a better chance of winning the division just because of their untapped potential that they have. Yeah. Because we don't have that. Like we don't have young players who are going to get better as they go. We have good players that have been good and we have a rotation that is what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, and plus the Blue Jays are going to get Nate Pearson back at some point. So, 
Um, insane. Holy unless God. Chris Sale is just godlike. Even then, even with Chris Sale, we're not we're not winning the division. It's not happening. No. So you, unless again, we get Max Scherzer and eat probably even another starter or, or something, um, no chance. Plus, just the Rays are so goddamn good. It's so annoying. $35 million on that contract. And granted, you'd only pay Is that for just for this year? That's just for this year. His yeah, contract so is you'd up end up paying year. like what fifteen, probably something like that. Yeah, so um, you you need a and solid. Then maybe the Nats can eat half of that. Yeah, and like, but that's the thing is like to do that, like, who do you who do you give up? Right, you know? and is Heim and ready to make that kind of move? Exactly, and you know, for Heim, I think a lot of it's been building a farm system and getting these prospects, and you know, like you're not going to want to give up a Jaron Duran or a Jeter Downs or a Tristan Cox. Right, because we because, need these guys going forward. Because that's all we have. <laughs> you exactly. Know? Like, like, we need Jeter Downs because, you know, Christian Arroyo is a nice player. I don't think he's the future. I don't think Michael no. Chavis is the future at second base. Michael Chavis is not the And future. eventually, like I always would like to happen, Sandra Bogart needs to move off the shortstop, and Jeter Downs might be able to play shortstop. Yeah. Um, so we're not trading that guy. And Jaron Duran, I mean – I am not confident in any of our current outfield options other than Verdugo. So, so like, Kike's yeah. not long-term. Renfro's not long-term. Um, so we need Jaron Duran. And mm-hmm. Cassis just hit, hits bombs. We could certainly use that. I would I would not mind that on our major league team. I love, probably out of all those guys, I've been, I've been following Jaron Duran a lot just because he's been crushing it in AAA, but also he helped yeah. the United States qualify for the Olympics, which is going yeah, to be sick to see. Jaron Duran play in the Olympics. Yeah. Um, those are, but the, again, those are the three guys. I'm I'm looking at the farm system of just guys that I'd be willing to like give up. Um, and I guess like like Jimenez would be a guy that I wouldn't like hate parting with. Yeah. You could do I like a, a Cubs uh, trade for when they traded Darvish and you trade like like the Padres traded what four eighteen year olds or something like that close yeah. close to that. Exactly, and like they weren't none Dude, of the top York. six guys. Yeah, like that's the thing. It's like, yeah, do I? I kind of like Nick York, and I think it's an interesting pick. But yeah, but I'd be okay. I wouldn't be like heartbroken because like we have a guy like Peter Downs. Exactly. Like that, that'd be okay. And you know, maybe even maybe a guy like Connor Wong, you know, a sixteenth prospect. And and again, yeah, if he's a guy you flip from the Mookie Betts trade to go get a Max Scherzer. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be as mad. Um, a guy that I don't think I would want to trade because I actually like him and would be invested, but also wouldn't be hurt because we didn't give up a lot for him is Connor Siebel. Like that would be one where it's like, he's 25. Yeah. That'd be right. Like, yeah, give him up. Um, But again, you know, it depends what Houston wants. Are they going to want a 25 year old? Like you said, so go, go give up young guys, you know, we'll give up uh, Brian Mata uh, getting uh, Tommy Tom surgery. There we go. Give up. um, What's the guy that's in the army or the Navy or some shit. And they won't (sighs) let him pitch. Um, Is it it a song? Yeah, that's yeah. the guy. I know a song. Yeah, there it is. Um, and then, like, I don't know, fucking Jake Room or some shit. How about how about Blaze Jordan? I'm okay giving yeah, him Blaze Yeah, sure, give him, give him Blaze yeah, Jordan. give him Blaze Jordan. That's fine. And like you said, imagine that. Imagine you you do, like, a three-man rotation in the postseason, and it's Chris Sale, it's Max Scherzer, and it's uh, Lavaldi. And, like, it's, let's say we Evaldi do a four. if he has somehow made it through this season without getting hurt. Yeah, yeah. Or oh, it's Erod if he ever figures his shit out. Yeah, and let's say you do like a four, just so that you don't have to have Chris Sale fresh off Tommy John pitching every you know four days. Probably not a great um, idea. No, you probably if if for me it would be like okay, you're gonna pitch Chris Sale in like game one of the series, and then you're maybe gonna bring him back for like 
game six, game five, you know, like yeah. even if that means you have to have someone just slide in or you like try and like bullpen it, I don't know what the fuck you do, but yeah, that would probably be the only concern. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, if you hit, if you end up moving, like that's the thing too, is if you acquire a starter, then somebody's got to move out of the rotation. So if you put Richards or Pavetta or I guess Martin Perez, but like Martin Perez is kind of like the ideal fifth starter. Um, yes. Unless he gives up five runs in 1.1 innings. Um, if that happens, if that, Wait. If that, if that were to ever happen. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel like, Richards in the bullpen would be kind of good because he usually doesn't have great control, but if he just kind of lets it eat, um, yeah. who knows? And then Pavetta, his, he's been in the bullpen before, but as a long man, you know, maybe instead of Ryan Weber, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm just saying, you know, if you have if you have Martin Perez and he throws 1.1 innings, and if you have a guy like Ryan Weber to replace, just if that were to happen, um, just throwing out yeah. uh, scenarios here. All right, Spencer, um, as we close out this show, we're almost done here. I've decided um, we're going we're gonna to play a game. It's just it's going to be you. I'm going to ask like you games. some questions. Um, and it's going to be simple. It's, it's called Who Do We Trust? Pitcher's Edition. Uh, I'm going to give you some names, okay. and, and you're going to let me know if you feel like, and we'll, we'll be specific, like, do you trust them with a lead? I don't care if it's a you know, four-run lead in the sixth or a – you know, one run lead in the ninth. You just tell me, and and you can almost, you know, I'll let you kind of like elaborate. You know, like you could say, like I trust him. You know, in in basic situations, I'm not gonna put him in with the game on the line. All right, um, I like this game. So we're gonna start with, um, to me, still the most intriguing pitcher on the Boston Red Sox because I have no idea what the fuck he is, and that's Josh Taylor. Yes, trust him. Trust him. All right, trust and him. why is that? Give me the trust give me the sell here. Any situation, I don't know. He's 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 good. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. He's good now. Yeah. Okay. After, I mean, he was so bad in like April. It was so bad. And then he just hasn't given up runs and he's been in big spots. Uh, so yeah. All right. Yep. Trust. He's on our list. He's on the list. Um, all right. Uh, next up, we're going to go to the minor leagues. Actually, we're going to, we're going to switch it up. What the fuck? Um, Tanner Hawk. Yeah. Bring yeah. him up. Trust him. Over, better than Ryan Weber. There you go. All right. Um, Let's see. Ooh, I would like to ask your thought on this. He's on the seven-day IL right now, um, but somebody that could potentially come up this year. Connor Siebold. No, I definitely don't trust him yet. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen this guy ever pitch in my life. Definitely don't trust him. I'm bought in on Connor Siebold. In in Heim, we trust. We've already won that trade. All right, so he's he's never pitched a major league inning, but you trust him. I do. I do. All I right. trust him more than Ryan Weber. Good That's my ball. That <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, then we'll we'll go back up to the pros. Those were the, okay. the two that I wanted to do. Somebody that's – he's had a little bit of time with the Red Sox back. Uh, you know, again, part of the trade that we won. Uh, Brandon Workman. No. Definitely don't trust Workman right now. <laughs> no? Definitely not. Sorry. Sorry. I love you, Brandon Workman, but I definitely don't trust you right now. That's fine. All right. So we, we got a no on, on Brandon Workman, and that's fine. All right. I'm going to give you two more. Um, okay. And the next one is Nick Pavetta. I trust Nick Pavetta to get, to get five solid innings. That's it. And yeah. that's like, that's fine. Like that, that's another, like a, like a guy you're talking about, like a solid four guy in the rotation, Nick Pavetta. Yeah. Like in September when the games are important, I think he can get you five good innings. Yes. Again, he's a guy that in the playoffs, like we said, we were talking about, you know, doing a four man rotation, whatever, where you need to give Perez or uh sale rather 
um, around an extra night off, you know, you go, okay, Pavetta, I need you to give me like three innings in the postseason. That's mm-hmm. it. Like get me started and yeah. we'll have like some dudes in the bullpen carry us the rest of the way. Like that's the plan. I trust Nick Pavetta to do that. Now, if I'm like Nick Pavetta, I need you to go seven uh, scoreless. I'd be like, no, <laughs> no shot. Cause he's a guy that I think probably third time through the order. Everyone's like, okay, I fucking figured it out now. Yeah. I also just like Nick Pavetta. Like I like his attitude. I like yep. his personality. So uh, yeah, I like him. Yeah. All right. And then last one for you. Um, after his start today, how do you feel about Martin Perez? Definitely don't trust him. <laughs> Definitely don't trust him. Yep, come again. Um, come September, come playoffs. I don't know if I'd, I'd want him there. Like, after his start in Houston, Red Sox stats, shout out Red Sox stats, um, they had a, um, uh, I don't know, a graphic with his pitches, and it was like his sinker um, has been ridiculous. Like, nobody set off a sinker. But, like, every other pitch he's throwing is, is just kind of okay. And I was like, well, that's not great if just one pitch has been really good. Like, if that pitch isn't working, then you're screwed. And that seems to be uh, what happened. I, like, I think for Houston, they were just seeing him a second time, and they're really good, so that's going to happen. Um, but yeah. I didn't watch the game today. But, um, yeah, don't, don't trust Martin. I love the guy. I love Perez Day. But, um, yeah, he – like wasn't even that good last year. Like his peripheral stats were not that good, and yep. um, so he is—he just is what he is at this point. Like if he goes every fifth day, it yeah. is what it is. But um, certainly, I'm not trusting him. Yeah. Um, by the way, um, average exit velocity on his sinker today was ninety-eight point four miles per hour. So uh, yeah, he uh, he got fucking crushed. <laughs> um, that's so good. yeah, yeah, that's very um, good. So to, to recap this episode, we've decided that our pitching staff really scares us. Um, we should trade for Max Scherzer. Um, and, yeah, we need help because uh, if not, then uh, dark days ahead. Um, this should be hopefully not too stressful leading up to the All-Star break. But um, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. But I feel like overall this episode actually turned out more positively than I expected. Yes, I was gonna say coming off of like, an eighteen I feel to like four we loss, took a more positive look at things than than we could have after eighteen to four. I feel like there's gonna be other podcasts I won't name names that are gonna be a little bit more um, <laughs> negative uh, after this eighteen to four route today. So I'm proud of us. All right, all right, that's good. See, and that's our sell. If you want a, a little bit more of a positive spin, um, you know, come listen to Win Pod Repeat. Of course, if you made it this far, then then thank you. I yeah. you know I don't know if anyone even fucking listens to this shit yet. So maybe maybe no, one yeah. day. But uh, all right, guys, that's it for Win Pod Repeat this week, and we'll be back again every week. Um, you can see us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us at Win Pod Repeat on Twitter. Um, and you know what? If you uh, like the podcast, you know, give us a shout out. You know, shoot us a shoot us a tweet. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you want to hear. And uh, yeah, man. So, all right, that's it for us. And uh, we will see you all next week. God bless our starting rotation. <laughs>